This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I welcome you to the Warning Radio program. We've into some very uncharted territory with this election. I believe that God wants us to have four more years of grace. That means four more years of Donald Trump. I believe that what we've seen is a coup in progress, just like they've tried to take him out for the last four years with an impeachment that was bogus, uh, with an investigation from a dossier paid by the Clinton presidential campaign uh, that was nothing but lies, it was nothing there, and they wasted three years. They've been doing nothing but attack, criticize, and uh, discredit probably the best president the United States has ever had. We need to understand that we are in a spiritual fight some people get very discouraged at what's going on, but uh, we need to keep our eyes on God, and we need to make God our source. That's what I'm going to be speaking on, to make God our source. I pray, I believe that what we're going to see over the next few weeks is continual corruption exposed. If there is justice then I believe by the time the electoral votes are counted, uh, it should be a landslide. He should have won by a landslide other than the stealing of the election which I warned about and prophesied would happen. That other than that, it would be a landslide. And they would try to steal our freedom away, steal the election away. And they're doing and trying to do just that. But again, I believe that if we do our part, the church continues to intercede like your life depended on it, expose the corruption wherever you know of it, and um, do what we can, then God will do the rest. Because I do believe that God's choice is Donald Trump, it's certainly not Biden. You say, why do you say that? Because God did not favor Hitler, he did not favor Mussolini, he did not favor again the Ayatollah, he did not favor Obama, he does not favor evil men to hurt his people. But yet we have that responsibility, he gave us that responsibility to 
make disciples of the nations. We choose our leaders. God sits back. If it's an evil leader, he allows that evil leader to, uh, if we want to say, spank his church, purify his church. If it's a righteous leader, to bless his church. God will use what we give him. But God does not put evil people in office. God puts nobody in office. We do. So that is very, very clear that we choose our leaders. But, again, people are, some people, very discouraged. So we need to make God our source. And that's my message tonight, is make God your source. James 1.8 tells us, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The verse tells us we must become single-minded as believers. Single-minded. In other words, we must keep our focus, our eyes, our mind, our heart on Jesus Christ. One area of single-mindedness is in making God our total source for everything. To make God our total source for everything. Now, I live in a very democratic, run by the Democrats in Washington State. I believe that it's one of the worst states in the Union. I believe there's corruption in Washington State in the elections. Now, I also believe that we're going to go into a civil war. I've had recently, since March 15, dreams on civil unrest, civil war, and an invasion. Now, my website, www.worldministries.org, goes into this. If you look on prophecies, click on North America, click on the United States of America, and you'll see my visions and dreams, prophetic utterances, prophecies since 1985, including at that time it prophesied civil unrest, civil war, and invasion, as well as other things. But receive 15 since March 2020. And if you look at everything that's going on right now in America, when they had a false narrative, of policemen shooting uh, without warrant uh, people, especially they focused on black people, even though there was way more white people shot at that time, and even by black cops. But that's not what they wanted to do. They wanted to have racial tension. They wanted to have fighting, separation, burning cities, rioting, and that's what they accomplished. Who accomplished it? The Democratic Party. But if they could back Black Lives Matter, Marxist organization, Antifa, revolutionary organization, if they could back this violence, they are certainly capable and have done their best to steal this election. Anybody who believes that after four years of constant lies against Trump, that all of a sudden we had a clean election, let me tell you, I don't know what you have on top of your shoulders, but I don't think your brain is working. Because this is an outright coup in progress. This is a coup in progress. And we must understand this. 
But if, if, if they can allow out of nowhere criminals that were shot, resisting arrest, doing felony crimes, twisting it around and making them look like martyrs and innocent people when they have a long page after page of rap sheet, let me tell you, this is the lies and deception and, and evil hatred and violent spirit that comes out of hell that's flowing right now through the Democratic Party. Make God your choice. Some people are very much afraid. We don't have to be afraid. We need to make God our choice. As a Christian, you may just assume that you have made God your total source because you have accepted Jesus as your Lord. However, upon examination of our practices, sometimes we find that he is the source of forgiveness of sins. We've made him that source. But sometimes we've made him little else. What about in your matter of finances, health, marriage, family? Have you made him your source there? Or have you developed many dependencies? Total victory over your problems comes as you learn to turn to the source that can never fail. We can thank God for many government and social programs that have been developed to help people, but as Christians, we should never consider them to be our source to rely totally upon them. I believe we can make God our source, including finances, and break away from them. Every institution of man will someday come to an end. They will come up with against situations they cannot handle. But God's resources will never be depleted. You will never have a problem that he cannot solve. So why not begin to rely on him for all things? I think we need to come to the point we rely on God for all things. One of the things God often rebuked the children of Israel for in the Old Testament was their tendency to put their trust in man. Jeremiah 17.5 reads, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. When we trust in man, our heart is not close to God any longer. Solomon tells us in his book of wisdom, Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways acknowledge him. In other words, in all your ways look to him. Recognize him. Remember he's there. Don't forget it and all of a sudden you're concerned over everything. You're All of a sudden you're having a lot of anxiety. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Look to him. Rely on him. Trust in him. Making God our total source is not quickly done for some people. 
we must learn to walk with God as a trusted friend who can also rely on for anything. Do we trust in him like we would a trusted friend? John fifteen fourteen. Jesus said, quote, You are my friends if you do whatever I have commanded you, unquote. Now let's refer back to Israel once again. We must remember that when they came out of Egypt under Moses, <clears throat> leadership, there was no plan B. They only had plan A, get out of Egypt. There was no plan B. There was no one else to depend on in the wilderness but God Almighty. And he proved to be sufficient. Again, John fifteen fourteen, You are my friends if you do whatever I commanded you. You are my friends. If you focus on that short sentence... In other words, if you don't do what I commanded you, you're not his friend. In other words, you don't have intimacy with him. You don't know how to rely upon him or trust in him. But you trust in the arm of the, fret, of the flesh that we talked about. You trust in man. People say all the time, I trust in God, but the reality is most people trust in themselves. They trust in man. They really don't trust in God. And you can be a Christian 40, 50, 60 years and you catch yourself not trusting in God. People can say, wow, why didn't the Israelites trust in God? Well, why don't you? Why don't you? There was no one else to depend on in the wilderness. There was only God. And one day we might reach that situation in America or anywhere else in the world that you only have God to trust in. The greatest problem Moses had was trying to convince the people that they were safe in God's hands. Now Moses, for the most part, knew he was safe, but the people gave him a hard time. Moses was like a pastor, and people in the church give the pastor a hard time. Because they're at different levels of maturity. And so they whine and complain and grumble and murmur and backbite and talk and all this stuff that you feel like slapping them. Just like you would a, a child that doesn't learn. But obviously you can't slap your members. But I think Moses felt like slapping them a few times. I think every pastor feels like slapping them a few times. If they don't get it, if you preach for them for a year after year, week after week, and they don't get it, I think you feel like slapping them. I've even thought, my goodness, you know, in the Bible, they, they, they have it where they would stretch you out and whip you. And maybe that's, uh, uh, you know, I believe pain does teach us something. And I know if we were legal to do that, we would learn a lot more. Because I know pain works. That's what discipline's all about. Spankings work. Spare the rod and spoil the child. But uh, they don't. They don't like us to uh, put lashes on people anymore. But I do know it would stop a lot of bad behavior. 
The greatest problem, again, Moses had was trying to convince the people they were safe in God's hands. They continually rebelled and murmured because they refused to trust God totally. Even though in his great mercy, he repeatedly showed them his divine ability by, one, splitting the Red Sea, destroying the armies of Pharaoh, giving them food and shelter in the wilderness. I mean, wasn't the ten plagues enough? No, it wasn't enough. Ten mighty plagues, and it wasn't enough. They tried to lead a rebellion in the wilderness against Moses. So much that God judged him and thousands of them died. I'm sure that impatience was one of the biggest problems with the people just like it is with people today. They're impatient. We live in a quick society now in America. Very fast. You know, like McDonald's, Burger King. I want my food now. Just drive in the line, roll down your window, get your food. And that's the way they want answers to prayer. And uh, that's not God's way. God's way deals with a lot of where we're at in our walk with him. Is he going to give us things just because we want them? Or does he give us things because it's good for us? Well, it's like a parent. A parent should not just give you things because you want them unless he's raising a spoiled brat. You've got to be careful that you, if you give somebody everything they want because pretty soon um, that relationship will not be good. Impatience, one of the biggest problems that Moses had with the people. They were impatient. When Moses was on Mount Sinai with God for 40 days, they grew impatient. They started looking for other sources. They said, Aaron, you be our leader instead of Moses and let's find another God to trust in like the gods of Egypt. Wow. You say, that's hard to believe, but just evaluate your own life and see when you have done silly things after you've seen God so much prove himself to you. Aaron, you be our leader instead of Moses. Let's find another God to trust in like the gods of Egypt. It was easy to grow weary of waiting on God to turn other sources for help. It's much easier to turn to somebody else. But in doing so, we miss the greatest lessons in spiritual growth that we could experience. They learned nothing by turning to Aaron. Instead, Aaron himself was judged, and so were the people. And thousands died. Hebrews 10, 35 through 36. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Cast not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Your confidence. For you have need of patience that you, after of doing the will of God, you might receive the promise. A farmer needs patience for the crop to grow. He can't just be impatient. He'll never get a harvest. Total victory over your problems comes 
as you make God your total source. No better illustrations could be given of God's desire to totally care for his people and be their total source than his covenant names revealed to Israel. For instance, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Teneskanu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Nisi, the Lord our victory. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. Jehovah Roy, the Lord our shepherd. Just in these names, he's our provider, he's our peace, he's our righteousness, he's our healer. He gives us victory. He is present with us. He's our shepherd. He is our source. He should be our source. But do you look at him in these ways? Or do you just look at him as your source of salvation, forgiveness of sins, but you can't trust him for healing, for health, for finances, for marriage, for children, for a new job? When Jesus came, he called men unto himself, and then those that followed him, he personally cared for. The key is those that followed him. He helped Peter pay his taxes. He fed the hungry multitudes and healed all the sick. He comforted the bereaved and showed them how to defeat the devil. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13.8 tells us. One by one, in every area of your life, start committing it to God. 2 Timothy 1.12 Simply realize that whatever you make God responsible for, He will take care of regardless of the nature or size of the need. Some people don't want to bother God with little problems. But I don't believe they'll be able to trust Him for big ones when the time comes, if they don't start with the little ones. If you're going to believe God for healing a terminal disease, you need to be trusting Him for a headache first. Likewise, if you're going to trust Him for $500 a week, start trusting Him for $50 and grow in faith. Second Thessalonians 1.3 tells us, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all towards each other aboundeth. We are bound to thank God always for you, because of your faith growing exceedingly. Parents love it when their children grow. They're not very happy when they refuse to grow, when they act up, when they cause a problem, but they're happy when they grow, when they grow up spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. When Peter told us to cast all our cares on him, he meant to make God responsible for the outcome of every area of life. First Peter 5, 7, make him responsible for every area of life. The Bible tells us, Philippians 4, 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
Let your requests be made known to God. Anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. Because God is our total source. Because we learn to trust Him completely. We are free from fear of failure because He cannot fail. However, as long as we are depending on man, there will always be doubt and fear. Examine yourselves and see if there are fears in your life that are a result of trusting yourself, others, or things instead of God. Who do you trust in? Second Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Are you in the faith? Is your relationship strong? Do you trust in God? Do you trust in yourself? How much do you trust in God? These are questions that you should ask yourself and answer. In these troubling times that we're facing, and it's only going to get worse, we have to make God our source until we see Him face to face. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.